If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome to another edition of Football Full Circle right here. On the grid. Thanks for watching, everybody. Happy Fourth of July weekend, George. I hope your fourth was tremendous. It was. Uh, I was bad, Mike. I was bad. Wife. Uh, wife wanted to go to a friend of hers house, you know, and uh, we did social distance pretty good. They have a pool there. The kids went in the pool, but uh, it was the first time we probably did something like that. Now they're all nurses, mind you, you know, the whole family. So a lot of medical. There's only about ten of us. A lot of medical professionals there, but it was the first time we did something that maybe wasn't all that smart. And in about an hour after the show, it'll be the second time as uh, I'm going to see my mom for the first time in like four months as she, uh, she's going to come over good. and uh, we'll have a little, little barbecue, a little, some burgers, dogs, and some steaks. Good. Good. Glad to hear it. So uh, I hope everybody out there is enjoying their 4th of July weekend, staying safe, being well, and everything else. We're going to talk about some NFL football this hour. We'll get into some teams after this segment, but we figured to spend this first segment talking about some, uh, really important kind of contract situations that are ongoing. And that's really the business that would normally be done a little bit quicker, but hasn't because of uh, COVID-related shutdowns. I think it's impacted the business world uh, across the country and across the globe, and certainly the NFL is no different. But uh, Chris Jones says he won't play without a new long-term contract. George, I think we've talked a lot about Chris Jones over this offseason happy to get that ring but he's been wanting a long-term deal for a long period of time i've uh openly i think the fact that his teammate frank clark on the defensive line has one and he doesn't it's an additional source of strife but now nfl network's mike graffalo reported earlier this week that jones who has not signed his tender has quote always viewed his franchise tender by the way 
has, quote, always viewed himself as a 20 million plus per year guy. The Chiefs, however, do not share that valuation, leaving, quote, a lot of work to be done. So what do you think? 20 million a year plus means you're Aaron Donald. He's not Aaron Donald, right? He's not the best at his position. He's good. More, I mean, any team would like to have him, but I don't know if he's going to get that amount of money. I just don't see it. Not when the Kansas City Chiefs know they got to pay double that to Mahomes, right? I mean, they got to worry about their cap. We don't know what's going to happen with the cap. You and I have discussed this immensely so many times, right? We've beaten this dull horse to death, too, about whether or not cap goes up, cap goes down, how much it might go down. You know, is, is that they do your little idea of just a little bit, you know, maybe stagnant for three years or just go down a little bit for three years before they make it up, or they're going to kill it in one year. You know, we don't know, so the Chiefs are going to have to be wary of that. Listen, we've seen this happen, what, about midweek, and that some people are comparing Jones to maybe Le'Veon Bell, that he could hold out a year. I don't see that happening. I just don't. I think Jones is trying to get some leverage here by threatening to hold out. I don't think that's going to work, mind you. You know, I, uh, he can threaten all he wants. He's trying He's trying to build up leverage so the Kansas City Chiefs will have to come to the table. But if he truly wants $20 million and that's the hill he's willing to die on, he can threaten all he wants. The Chiefs are not going to pay that. Yeah, he's only 25 years old. Established himself one of the leading forces on the defense. And he's recorded 31 sacks in the last three years, nine sacks last year, and deflected three passes in Super Bowl <coughs> 54 to help Kansas City win its first title in 50 years. He would make 16.1 million in 2020 if he opts to play on the franchise tender. Good money, good work while you can get it, but we all know how this works. It's a long-term deal. I don't know. I think he might hold out. I'm not kidding. I think he might go levy on Bell, go scorched earth and say, you know what? I've been through this before. You guys, you guys didn't give me the long-term deal last year. I played. We won a Super Bowl. You got this other dude here. Who's making twenty? Who made twenty million dollars last year? He's the first player ever, by the way, on a Super Bowl winning team. Frank Clark is to make over twenty million dollars uh, and be on a Super Bowl winning team. There's no, no, <coughs> excuse me, no other player has had that situation. <coughs> excuse me. So George, I think he might actually hold out. I, I think he's going to really push the issue on here and say, "Screw it with the franchise tag. I'll, I'll hold out." And see in see in 2021 when we're perhaps a little bit more back to normal business wise. Ah, good point there. Is this a good year to hold out? And yeah. what I mean by that is, if, you, if you're these of my mindset, we're not playing 16 games anyway. I'm not missing. I think he I think he gets 16 million, mm -hmm. right? So I'm not I'm not I wouldn't get 16 million anyway. I think we're only going to play 10 games. So I, I'm losing 10 million. It's a good year to hold out, and I won't get sick. You know, I don't have to worry about that. But my career being shortened because of that. I wonder if that plays into his head. You know, or, I, I, or George, forget the illness. Or I'm going to go out there, risk myself in a season that's going to get blown up and didn't mean anything. Right. That's the way I'm thinking of it. Yeah, I wonder that. Uh, I think he knows that also if they franchise him next year, which they could do, that uh, it's it's only 19, I think 19.5 million, somewhere around there. So it's not an exorbitant hit. They could they could actually franchise him twice. I think he realizes that too. That it's sure it's 35 million guaranteed, but you know for alignment. And I listen, I I I get it with linemen. You have so many bodies around your feet every play. All it takes is one guy to hit you when you have a stiff leg, and there goes the ACL. You know, there goes the knee, and you may never be the same player again. I understand that. You, know, you, you twist that ankle. You Especially hit someone full like on that, that ankle. Right. And all of a sudden, you're not, you don't have that same explosion anymore. You want the money. I get it. But uh, it's risky. I do, uh, with, the, with the COVID, with, what the season might be, it's funny. I, I could go both ways. This is probably the 
a terrible time to be a free agent because the money's not going to be there really for anybody except for the elite, and that's probably mainly the quarterbacks there. But it's also a good time to hold out because if you're thinking that, hey, we're not playing a full season anyway, so I'm not going to lose as much as I would have, you can use that as a bargaining chip as well. I just don't think in this case, because of Mahomes, that the fact that they're going to need to pay him so much money and the cap is not going to go up for a couple of years, or probably not, I think it's working against him to get his 20. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm with you. If they don't share that valuation, I don't know that any other teams do. And I, I just think that he's not going to get that $20 million necessarily from anybody this year, next year, whenever. And obviously, if he doesn't... You know, I think something that many people don't know is that the Steelers had the opportunity, after Le'Veon Bell held out for the entire season, they had the opportunity to tag him again. They just didn't because they were moving on from the situation. Chris Jones could hold out the whole year. The Chiefs, his he won't get any service time, and the Chiefs could just tag him again, which would be the worst of all possible situations for everybody involved. It would seem spiteful. It just would be a bad look for everyone. But again, Jones wouldn't be getting what he wanted. So I don't know. Uh, I think he really wants to hold out as long as possible. It doesn't mean he has to get 20, but you know, I think he wants closer to it. What if they got to 18 for a four-year deal, gave him a bunch guaranteed? I think we'd be all right. But this is all jammed up by the by the salary cap, not knowing exactly what it is. So two other contract-related situations. One ties into Chris Jones. He is one of 14 franchise players that uh, were designated earlier this, earlier this year, excuse me, none of whom have signed a long-term extension, George. Um, I don't know if part of this is hesitance about next year's cap or if it's really about business not getting done in the way that it normally gets done because people haven't seen each other. But clearly, teams are hesitant to sign longer-term deals right now. We'll get into the rookies in a moment. But these longer-term deals, when there's a unknown salary cap, I don't know that anybody signs a long-term deal. The only ones with real positive momentum, even though they're at odds that I've heard about, are Dak and Justin Simmons with the Broncos. Anthony Harris and Joe Thune, they were on, people were talking about them getting traded before the draft. Leonard Williams, Bud Dupree, they're not getting that. Shaq Barrett with the Bucks. all right, I'll throw him on there. Derrick Henry. There's actually been some talk about Derrick Henry, but I don't think he's going to get a, a blockbuster deal like Zeke and McCaffrey got. I think he'll get a long-term extension because it's affordable. The other guys, Brandon Scherf, Hunter Henry, no. Uh, Chris Jones, we just talked about. Yannick Ngakwe, he's not, gonna be, he's not even going to play for them. Matt Juden from the, uh, from the Ravens and transition tag by the Cardinals for Kenyon Drake. But A.J. Green, too. I don't think he gets a long-term extension until they find out if he can play. So think about that. Of those 14, Dak Prescott, Justin Simmons, maybe Shaq Barrett from the Bucks. I mean, I agree. And once again, it's it's the worst season to be in it because teams are worried about that cap. Same thing we talked about Chris Jones applies here. Money. I think when it comes to the Cowboys, we keep hearing the same thing over and over again. It's not the money. It's the years. Dak can't wants four. Jerry Jones can't wants five. And I think this goes down to a deadline. I think it goes down to the 15th. I think they will get it done. And as you and I have discussed many times, I expect Jerry Jones to fold. He generally does. And Dallas needs to really get this done to get uh, for cap reasons. 
They need to be able to spread that bonus out over the length of the contract. Obviously, they would prefer it to be five years rather than four, but I don't think they're going to be able to get that precedent. That has seemed to be set that it's four years now. You know, you're not going to be able to get the five. So I think that's what's going to happen there. And as you said, these other guys, most of the guys, I mean, if Hunter Henry wants to sign a team-friendly deal, yeah, get done. A.J. Green, they're not going to give him a big deal. I don't see that happening. I think they would have, uh, They probably should have traded and moved on from him. Hunter Henry sort of you know, he got hurt. He's got to prove himself again before he can get a big deal. This is the way it's going to work. Bad year. Bad timing for these guys because of what's going on on the cap. They, they, all these guys may have to prove it and then move on with the exception of someone like Dak. Well, mainly because, once again, the Cowboys, Dak has all the leverage, all the leverage in the world. I don't know what leverage the Cowboys possibly have over him, other than the fact that they can point out that he was 1-7 versus playoff teams last year, and that his numbers were terrible against playoff teams. Other than that, his overall numbers are great. You know, you need, he's a franchise quarterback. He may not be Aaron Rodgers, yeah. but he's still pretty good. Yeah, we all know how this works, man. You don't let your starting quarterback walk when he's going no. to Pro Bowls, even if you don't think he is the next Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, to your point. It's just not its not feasible. The Rams obviously don't love the position that they're in with Goff, and there's other teams out there that are like, I wish we could upgrade, but you don't have the ability to just go out and grab somebody else's quarterback. They don't let them leave the team. You know, the Cam Newton thing is really unique. When Peyton Manning was a free agent, it took a neck injury that they didn't know he would ever recover from in order to do that. So... Uh, can't, they can't let Dak walk. I mean, they just, yeah. listen, I'm a Cowboy fan. After Troy Aikman retired, would you like me to name the quarterbacks the Cowboys went through before they got lucky with Romo? Chad Hutchinson. The free agent? Chad Hutchinson. Oh, my Quincy Carter. True Bledsoe. Verde. I mean, they had some baseball. Drew Henson, remember, played. Oh, he was yeah. another baseball player, too. It was, it was a joke. I was like, oh, my God, players. Jerry Jones, where, where are you finding these guys? Uh, they're not going to let Dak walk. Like I said, I do expect because of Jones's history that once again he'll fold, and and Dak will get his four years with the big money. So over under uh, two and a half players signing long-term extensions out of the fourteen that got tagged. Under. I'll go two. All right. I can't Simmons, think of a third. Simmons and Dak. Shaq Barrett. It would be Shaq Barrett, Justin Simmons. I know you're probably I mean, right. What does Andrew Brandt right. say? You know, the deadline spur action. We'll we'll see more talk and more more action. We got two. Right? We got ten days, dude. Yeah, well, once again, not, we're not there yet, though. On deadline, yeah. talk to me a, a day or two. That's what it'll come. Listen, both sides, all these sides, they know the price. They know what the contract offers are. It's the matter of is one side going to bend a little bit? I don't think so. Bad year. Tough year for the players. So, all right, we'll come back. We'll talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know you're excited at home. George and I are busting out the teams to talk about the Jags. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Correct. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Back on football full circle. Follow us on Twitter at SportsGrid, on Instagram at SportsGridTV. Find George on Twitter at George Kurtz, and I'm at Mike Blewett. So I'm on, I'm on Instagram too. George wants me to say this now uh, at MP Blewett. I didn't, I didn't realize on Twitter. you. Uh, I, I I've always had Instagram. I just don't. It's, this is not a. My Instagram handle doesn't really flow. It's MP Blewett. So um, anyway, enough of that. So we were just talking about franchise players, George, and Chris Jones not being happy. I think probably the least he's he's competing for the least happy of the franchise players. But I think the guy that's firmly in the one spot is Yannick Ngakwe of Jacksonville. Uh, he said that he still wants to trade out of Jacksonville. He said, I'm not playing for them anymore. He didn't want to play for them last year when he held out. They didn't budge, and he had to go play for what he played for. Uh, so I don't think he's ever playing in Jacksonville again, and they're going to have to do something about it at some point. Yeah, I think when it comes to Ngakwe, the reason why he would be un- more unhappy than Chris Jones is, well, Chris Jones comes in, he's playing for a winner, Super Bowl contender, right? Uh, they won last year at defending champion. Ngakwe, mm, not the same thing. He's going to play for a losing team. The team is going to, let's say, probably have a miserable season that's really playing. They have the no incentive team. to win. Right? They have no incentive to win. They want that number one pick next year to get you know, a tank for Trevor, lose for Lawrence. Or Fields, if you like, if you've heard Justin Fields, that's fine. You get him. Either way, you need that. Fail for Fields. Boom. Fail for Fields. There you go. Uh, I had to lose for Lawrence thing, so we're uh, we're even now. Uh, so yeah, I think of Ngakwe. He is unhappy. He does want to be traded. Didn't get traded during the draft. I think once again the Jaguars wanted too much for him. If you can't trade him during the draft, Mike, when are you going to trade him? No team know. has the money now, right? No team has the money now to, to acquire him. Same thing. Same problem with Jamal Adams. Right? Yeah. Who's going to acquire you now and pay you what you want to get paid? But Jamal That's Adams has said that, like, maybe I'll sign somewhere and not, not. ask for the extension right away. Um, Ngakwe, as as he, he'd have to say the same thing. Plus, yeah, plus, if Ngakwe signs the franchise tag, it locks them in on the money. But it also would lock in his value in a trade where you're having to trade first-round pick for that. Now, you can conceivably negotiate, but... It's probably better off for everyone if he just doesn't sign this thing. They work out a deal for a second-round pick or a second and a third, whatever you think he's worth. A second and a, I don't know what he's worth. Second and a fourth? What do you think? 
He's a good player. Yeah, it's Second a lot and like, third. He's a lot like Chris Jones. Maybe maybe Jones is better, a little better, but he's a lot like they're very similar. The problem is, Mike, if you're a GM of uh, whatever team you want to be GM of, and you're interested, but you got to give up. Let's say a, let's just say a second and a fifth. Well, we'll just be uh, we'll be generous. Second and a fifth, and now you got you got to pay him too. That's not easy to do to give up that kind of draft capital, and it probably will cost more than a two and a five. Maybe it's a conditional, you know, uh, where if you sign him, it's a two and a three, you know, something like that. But now you got to give up that kind of draft capital, and you got to pay him, you yeah. know, a large amount of upfront money, you know, uh, guaranteed money plus the big money per year that's going to eat up your cap. It's not easy to do for a defensive tackle who's once again not Aaron Donald. Donald's a game ch- a game wrecker, a game changer. Yeah, Nagakwe and Jones are really good players, but they're not quite Aaron Donald. I can see the problem. Yeah. So, um, so let's talk about the Jaguars. As you said, they're they're setting up to tank. This team has lost double digits, uh, really every year of the previous decade. They lost double digit games, with the exception of the year that they went to the AFC Championship game. That as as that is now a couple of years in our rearview mirror. It seems like way more of an anomaly than it seemed at the time because they were playing lights out defensively. Uh, but the Bortles experiment fell apart. They wind up now with they signed Nick Foles. That fell apart. He didn't really do anything wrong. He just got hurt early, and they thought they had lightning, some sort of lightning in a bottle with Gardner Minshew. But I don't think even Gardner Minshew's best days is he going to get this current roster anywhere near the playoffs. So. As we all know, it's difficult to kind of slot yourself into the number one pick. I thought it seemed Cincinnati was a really good bet last year, but we also thought Miami could be there too, right? Miami ripped off a bunch of wins. Is Jacksonville guaranteed to be the worst team? No, but right now it's not looking particularly good. Cincinnati could compete for that. Um, I have more faith in Washington than some other folks, but I think it's a two-horse race between Cincinnati and Jacksonville for worst team. What do you think? I'm looking now. Uh, listen, I, I'm not a big fan of Washington either, but the division's a little easier. You know, we got the Giants. And they they have good win. defensive players. They do. They do. Their defense is actually decent. And you got McLaurin on offense. You got a decent running game. You're right. They're probably not. They may be top eight, but they're probably not uh, in the mix for number one. And, you know, so Jacksonville's Jets. Jets are going to have some problems. Jets are a better team, but they that, that schedule's brutal for the Jets. I don't know if they can win four or five games, but that won't give you the number one pick. You look at the rest of these uh, teams. Yeah, they're gonna have some. Uh, I think Jack. I think Jacksonville's the word. Jacksonville, Cincinnati. They're bad. They're bad too. You know, I wouldn't shock me if they go back to back number ones. I don't see anybody really in the NFC outside of Washington that could compete for this, the worst team thing. Uh, Charges. Cincy's win total is five and a half. Jacksonville's is five. That's the lowest. And the over five, a lot of juice on it at plus one. Carolina. Um, that division's brutal. I don't know. I think they're going to rip off some games. I think they're going to rip off a few wins. Oh, theirs is five and a half, so they're tied actually. Cincy and and Carolina five and a half. I, I, I had to take an over of any of those three teams. I'm definitely taking Carolina. I don't think Cincy's Cincy's going to win six games. I don't think Jacksonville's even going to win five. So I, I said it the wrong way. I think there's a lot of. A lot of juice to the under. Jacksonville is minus 175 to the under. That's like the most heavily juiced bet on the entire board. So I think 
the public is with us. The better the betting public is with us. I don't think they uh, want to win. I think it's, listen, when they didn't make any attempt to sign Cam Newton all offseason, that told me all I needed to know. Yeah. Gardner Minshew is not the answer. At best, he's a backup NFL quarterback. At best. And when you didn't saw, make anything, any kind of, you know, anything, TV, smoke signals, anything towards Cam Newton, that pretty much told you you don't want to win. Which is, and listen, I don't say that really negatively. Even if they had Cam Newton, they wouldn't be all that much better a team. They have a lot of problems here. If I were Cam and Newton, I would have said no. I think, well, this, is, well, this could be one of those well, situations where, yes, Jackson may have offered you more money, but you're going to be terrible. Would you be better off playing with New England for less money, next, next to no money, the minimum, but it's a better situation for you. By the way, not no at all costs. I understand that if somebody plunked $100 million in front of Cam Newton, he would have said, okay, I'm your starting quarterback now. I'm saying if they gave him some sort of weak deal where it was a one-year or a, a low-ball low offer for three years, I would have said, no, I'm going to wait out my options. And now I, now I, I, play, now I play for Bill Belichick, and, and uh, we're going to figure it out long-term. So anyway, the top three questions for them are, in my mind, is Minshew really a thing? You don't think it. I don't think it. But is Minshew really the guy? Are you just telling us that? Are you, and you're giving him a shot here? I mean, it is rare, George, that people can take a look at a guy and like everybody likes his moxie and his attitude and he's fun and all that kind of stuff. But it is rare that a player like this, that most people would say, ah, there's not really a lot there long term, gets a chance to just be the starting quarterback. Yeah, I mean, this is, it's a great story. I, I watched the stories last year. Jared Stidham didn't get that chance. I'm just right. saying, like, he did. You're right. they're in the he same did. ballpark. But also, Jared Stidham plays on a good team. Minshew's not on a good team. If it was reversed, Stidham would be starting for Jacksonville. Minshew would not be starting for New England. Same situation. Right. Right. They would know this. Listen, I think uh, Minshew's a nice story. I think he's a, a quarterback, too. I'm not saying he's not an NFL quarterback, but he's not an NFL starting quarterback. If this team had playoff aspirations or any kind of championship chances, they would have, they would have, they would have gone in a different direction. They would have signed Cam, maybe Winston, somebody like that. They would have signed one of the free agents. It would have happened. Maybe they would have uh, traded both picks that they had in the first round to trade them and get a quarterback if they had any chance. They knew they didn't. They kept their, both their picks this year, didn't sign a quarterback, and they know their odds are they should be in position to get the lose for Lawrence or the fail for Fields next year. I think they are very well aware of that. I'll ask the question, the Minshew question, a different way. How many teams in the NFL right now would take Minshew over their current situation? Over their current starting quarterback? Boy, I don't like Sam Donald, but I wouldn't take Minshew over him. <laughs> New England just upgraded. No, 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 no. Um, AFC South, The no, Raiders? No. That's probably the closest one in the AFC. There's not Drew Locke, no. Uh, Chargers, No. Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Washington. We haven't seen much of Haskins, but they probably don't take him over. They probably I would Haskins never take Gardner Minshew over Dwayne Haskins. Not right now. Uh, Chicago, Foles, Trubisky, that disaster. No, no, no. No. See? No. No. 31, 0, 0 for 31. They're all saying no. Now, if you want to take salaries into account and say, well, I'd rather have Gardner Minshew Garth. on a rookie six-round deal. I was just about to say that. You, you nailed it. So I then pay Jared Goff $34 million. Like, yeah, I, I get that. You, you'd probably rather do that. But 
ability-wise, you still want Goff. So, all right, so that's question number one. Is Minshew really a thing? We say no, they're going for Lawrence or Fields or whomever, uh, Trey Lance, whomever happens to be the best quarterback that they evaluate, which I don't know if I trust their evaluations because um, the roster is relatively depleted. So the second question, I guess, would be Fournette. They're not going to keep him around long term, but will they utilize him in such a way that he can be featured and be, you know, potentially make himself more money in the long term, potentially be a thing in the NFL long term? Yeah, my question, I would have phrased this a little differently when it came to Jacksonville, is who's left standing? And what I mean by that is who won't they trade? I think they would trade anybody uh, when it's an obvious piece. Naguakwe we just talked about. They would trade anybody that's not nailed down. Other than that, they would want to move players for picks, whatever picks they can get. You know, listen, they're not going to trade DJ Chark, but I think almost anybody else. Josh Allen. That's the one guy they won't trade. Josh Allen, their first round draft pick, who was good as a rookie. They, they yes. won't trade him. Yeah. Uh, they're not trading Chark either. They're not trading Josh Allen. They like Miles Jack, but, you know. I don't think they would trade him either. I don't think anyone's going to break the bank to give it. But I think there's a lot of guys that are, listen, you want them? You know, C.J. Henderson's not going anywhere. Yep. You, you want to make an offer. There's a price tag on everybody in that organization right now. Yep. And I think that's the, probably the right way to go about things. Because, once again, you look at this team, who, who, who are you going to say, oh, no, he can't go? There's not too many players that I wouldn't trade. I think they probably want to keep their tackles, Cam Robinson and Jawan Taylor. Just it doesn't mean that those guys are all pros. But I think you want those guys around when the new quarterback like the comes in like so that you're not having to rebuild the offensive line. But really, I mean, dude. We just, they just drafted, uh, forget the guys they just drafted. I'm not, not going to trade guys that they drafted last year or this year. Like, that's the team. The guys they drafted last year, this year, and DJ Shark and the tackles. That's it. And one of them is drafted last year. So that's it for now. We're going to come back. We'll talk about a surprise team after this on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like ah. 
being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You're watching Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Back on the grid, Mike and George talking about the Miami Dolphins in a moment. But uh, before we do that, George, only six players, only six first-round draft picks have signed thus far. Tua Tagovailoa is one of them. Um, he signed a $30 million deal over four years. That's fully guaranteed, signing bonus $19.6 million. So nobody in front of him has signed, including top pick Joe Burrow. Uh, beyond that, Derek Brown signed with the Panthers, uh, $23.6 million for four years. As we go down, Javon Kinlaw signed with the Niners. We had Dolphins offensive tackle Austin Jackson, so Dolphins took care of two of their guys. Uh, and we continued down through uh, Jordan Love. He's the most recent signing, Packers quarterback Jordan Love, $12.3 million over four years, fully guaranteed. Uh, and then that's it. The Dolphins actually did not sign their third pick, uh, Noah Ig- Igbenagini, uh, out of Auburn. So only six guys. Uh, Jordan Love, the most recent signing. I think this is sort of like the other NFL business that we've been talking about. Uh, things are just delayed because nobody's in their offices. You can conduct business over Zoom calls and Skype and everything else like we do and, and everybody out there does every day. But I just think that that combined with the other uncertainty regarding the salary cap has created a slowdown. But it is surprising that this late, we're you know we're reporting to camps in about three weeks. There's only six guys signed. It generally tends to fall like dominoes, but I think guys are going to have to start to report, even if they're not technically under contract. Yeah, I think this is a little different in the fact that it's not like there's much these guys can fight for, right? The contracts are the contracts for rookies, all right? You're going to sign. You're going to yeah. get what you're going to get. There's some different language. We know we've heard the language that really stops. Uh, offset can, language. Offset language is really the big thing here. But other than that, you're going to sign. I think the fact that you know, we're still in early July. It's a what? Three-plus weeks till training camp is going to open. There's time. I think most of these contracts, if not all of them, get done in time for camp. So I'm not overly panicked about it. I like the fact that the Dolphins have taken care of their, their top two. It sort of lets you know that what this organization is thinking there, trying to get things in order here and moving on to the next step, which is everything they've done this offseason has been very promising. Yeah. Um, so he's medically cleared. Uh, Tua is. And look, we'll get into the three questions now with the Dolphins. And that really is the biggest one, right? Is Tua going to play this year? Is this, is this Fitz's year to get Tua fully healthy? Although he's medically cleared to play football now, uh, when does Tua slot into the starting spot? That's my first question for the Dolphins. Uh, it's by far the most important question. Maybe one of the most important in the NFL, right? Tua, because of because of how we came into the league, right? With the with the health issues, we didn't know can he play this year. Now it looks like he can play this year. He's fine, you know. So when do, when does he play? I don't think there's any way he starts from week one. You know, I just don't think so because they they have Fitzpatrick. 
So you don't need to rush it, and it's at New England. Do you really want that happening? And then week two, Buffalo. One of the best defenses in the NFL. Probably not a soft landing spot there. Week three at Jacksonville is interesting. There's no buy you can sort of go for here. The buy is in week 11. So I think, yeah. I think he'll be in there before that. Uh, they do play that, that Jacksonville game is actually a Thursday game. So if things go wrong for uh, Miami and they're one and two after that Jacksonville game, that Jacksonville game is the Thursday night game. Would give you 10 days for two to get ready for Seattle at home. You know, so I think that could be interesting. But then your next two games immediately after Seattle, on the road at San Fran and on the road at Denver. Not fun, but I think the earliest we would see him would be week four, Seattle. I'm making a bold prediction. I think Tua starts week one. I, I didn't think it for month, months because I didn't know he was going to have medical clearance. But I think if he's got that medical clearance by the staff, they're not going to mess around because I do think for a team that was 0-7 and, and then went 5-4 and four down the stretch and you and I both think can compete for a playoff spot, I do think that as good as Fitz is for them as an organization and he can help them win some games – I think Tua is going to be the guy that gets them to the playoffs, right? I don't think they're going to mess yeah. around. I don't like when teams go in with a plan and be like, all right, we got to consider our quarterback transition plan at some point during the middle of the season. I think your quarterback transition plan happens now, right now. Tua is ready to go, according to our doctors. There's no reason to say that he has to sit out an entire year to make his hip heal even more because he's healed now. So let's just go. And I think too his plays, uh, he starts every game that he's healthy. Uh, so, and that includes week one for me. Listen, I have no problem with that plan if he's ready. That's the only, the only thing for me. He has to be ready. And I don't, I just think it's tough this offseason because of once again no camps, blah blah blah. Everything else has been delayed for a rookie quarterback to get in there when you have somebody else. And they have listen, Fitzpatrick is not really not someone you want to be a starting NFL quarterback. He's a great backup, but he's not really someone you want to start. He certainly should not. Stop Tua. When Tua is ready, he should start. If that happens to be week one, fantastic. If he picks up the offense, knows everything he's doing, he's ready to go, get him in there. Because I do think Miami could com compete for a playoff spot. Now that New England has Cam, I probably don't think they'll get one. But I think they could compete for one, absolutely. And Tua could be that guy who puts you over the top. And hey, selfishly speaking, I draft him in that big league that you and I play in. right? And yeah. I need a quarterback badly in that league. As my other two quarterbacks are Nick Foles and Gardner Minshew. All right, so I have issues. I drafted Jordan Love. You drafted Jordan Love. Well, you need a couple of years. You'll be good in three years. I do. I'm. I but I also traded Chris Carson. I, I'm done. I'm out. I, I waved the uh, white I, flag I got, on 2020. I got a squad. I'm not done. I think I got. I got. I think I got Derek Carr as a quarter. That's what you have bad. I have three quarterbacks, and they're all terrible. Foles, Minshew, and uh, they're all terrible fantasy quarterbacks. Foles, Minshew, and Carr. Neither one, none of them are quarterback one. So I need Tua in that league to uh, be better sooner rather than later. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's question one. By far the biggest question. Uh, if you gave me uh, out of 16 games and you said the over-under for him to start is 11 and a half, I'd, I'd take the over, you know. I, I, I'm just I'm going to bet on him. I, I think that's the future. I think they're going to start it now. And as much as Fitz can say, I, I want to play, I want to start, I want to be here, doesn't matter. You're not the plan anymore. Uh, I, I think this would be a good soldier, though, and I think that helps I think as so well. Too. I, I think, think so, that, too. That, that actually hurts him in this case because I think Miami knows that, that he'd be a good soldier. He would help to. Uh, 
But I think he'd be a good soldier, but I don't think he's going to whine and moan. I don't think he can. I think he knows he can. Do you think Fitz will be a good TV guy after he retires? I don't know. Will he shave the beard? That thing is You have man, to that... shave the beard to be on, on air. That's the that's their requirement. That thing is alive. That thing, I mean, literally, that, that's ZZ Top. All right? He, he's, in a, uh, he's going after those guys. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if I, I think he's a quirky dude, and I don't know if he'd work on TV. But uh, okay. So, what's your next big question for the Dolphins? What do you think? Well, I think the next big question for the Dolphins, I wasn't thrilled with all the extra draft picks they had during the draft. To go in with, and you trade for Matt Breida, and to go in with Jordan Howard, you acquire and get him as well. I would have liked to, and I, I understand running backs can be acquired more easily, whether it's through a draft or through free agency. But with all those picks, and they had a chance to get, I forget who it was now off uh, the top of my head, and I think it was the second round who fell to them in the 20s. And they didn't pick. DeAndre Swift. That's it. They had a chance to get Swift. And they, they passed on it. And I said, maybe they didn't like Swift. But with all those picks, I would have liked to have seen them help the running game, mainly because if you're going to go with two or earlier, I would like to see that running game be better, where he takes some of the pressure off of Tua. So I have, I have a question about the running game here. Howard, I think, is an okay back. Breeder is a sort of a utility tool back. But I would have liked to have seen them do better as far as the running game is concerned just to take that pressure off of Tua. Yeah, look, um, they signed Devontae Parker. They have Alan Hearns there, uh, Albert Wilson, Preston Williams. That's their receiving core. It's not deep, right? We all no. know this. And Williams, is he's coming back from the ACL, but they think he's going to be ready. I, right, 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 right. Um, I I am not that upset about the Jordan Howard, Matt Breida, Kalen Balage, Miles Gaskin backfield. Not the best in the league, but I, I don't mind that at all. Um, they traded a little bit for Matt Breida. I, I don't want, I didn't want them to spend a first round pick on a running back. This team's still got a ways to go. They're building, um, but they got a ways to go. I, I'm okay with that. Uh, defensively, they have Christian Wilkins, who's going to be the center of their defense. Xavier uh, Howard is back, coming off of injury. They signed Byron Jones for big money. They drafted Noah Igbinagini. So the long-term plan really is Jones and Igbinagini. Xavier Howard, uh, we'll see long-term. They might not be wanting to pay him anymore. They signed Eric Rowe. They, so they have depth at the defensive backs. They signed Kyle Van Noy. They had a Landon Roberts there. Um, I... Look, I, I actually think they have pretty good talent up and down the defense. I just think they, they drafted Raekwon Davis. I think they're going to continue to upgrade. And I'm okay with not spending a premium draft pick, George, on running back. Because they drafted Austin Jackson in the first round. That's their left tackle of the future. My point is that, that Swift was there. The, they get, could have come in the second round. He was there in the late second round. He fell. And they, like I said, it's... If they had a bad grade on him, they didn't like him, they didn't think he fits the offense, whatever the excuse might have been, I'm okay with that. You have to follow your board. And you guys not on your board, I'm uh, I'm okay with that. My third question, by the way, would be the player you, you just named here. Byron Jones, five years, $82.5 million. A big, it's a big big nut. I mean, listen, I'm, I loved Byron Jones with the Cowboys. He was a, a really good – he's not Deion Sanders, but he was a really good cornerback. But there are no turnovers here. I mean, he, that's not what he does. So that's, right. that's, a, that's a lot of money to pay somebody who's not going to turn the ball over and who's not Dion. where you're going to say, okay, Byron's going to lock down the left side. We don't have to worry about the right side. He's not that. He's good, he's, but he's not that. 
I think that's a big question mark. Uh, I really bring this up, Mike, more for in the future when you're going to want that cap space. You know, when other guys need to get paid, and you got to realize, oh, we got Byron here. He's been eating this up. I think eventually they're not going to be, they're not going to get the uh, return on this investment they think they have. I understand that. I understand what you're saying there. You know, they, they paid the price that he's worth on the market. Uh, they felt like they needed it. So um, we'll see. They did bolster it by having uh, Igbenigini there at the end of the first round. They drafted two offensive linemen this year. I, I think I think they're building in an interesting way. The last question I'll ask you is about Brian Flores. I mean, going from 0-7 to 5-4 and 4 down the stretch when we thought this team was a wasteland was really impressive. I was totally impressed, and I remain impressed now in the way that he and Chris Greer are working together in order to um, fashion a pretty darn good roster. I think somebody must have talked some sense into Stephen Ross telling him to get out of the way, just let everybody else run this football operation. You have people here that can do it. And they had a nice year. Could it fall flat this year? Yeah, but this team's a hell of a lot better on paper this year than it was a year ago and even 10 months ago. Agreed. You know, a little, funny little question just came through my head. I'll, I'll ask you. Which Belichick assistant coach makes the playoffs first? Flores or Patricia? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Closing out this hour of football full circle. Thanks for watching us. On the grid, George and I going through Washington in this segment. And a little sad news this week, George. Joe Bugle, architect of the famed Hogs offensive line, uh, passed away this week at the age of 80 years old. I think that is what he is best known for, is being the architect of those dominant offensive lines. 32 years of experience in the NFL. 
Uh, he did coach the Phoenix Cardinals in the early 90s as well. But uh, sad to see that. And I, the Hogs were just some were a very relic of the 80s. Uh, of those winning Super Bowl teams. That's how people characterize those teams. They won during a couple of strike years, but people remember uh, Russ Grimm and Joe Jacoby and, and others. And Joe Bugle was a big part of that. Yeah, once again, as a Cowboy fan, I certainly know the Hogs very well. Not my favorite people on the planet. I hated that song that they used to play at RFK. Uh, Bugle re- re- reminded me a lot of like North Turner, uh, Wade Phillips. Yeah. Great position coaches or coordinators, not so good head coaches. You know, they were a little out of their element as far as commanding the full roster here, but he was an outstanding offensive line coach, uh, 32 years in the NFL. So well, they didn't announce how he, uh, what happened, how he passed away, but certainly a sad day uh, in the, for the uh, nation's capital. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're going to transition from that to talk about Washington right now because they have Uh, A lot of questions this season as well. I was talking earlier about the Jags, and I was sure they were the lowest number on the board at the FanDuel Sportsbook. But it turns out Washington's line is matched with them at five. Now, I'll say I took the Washington under hard last year. I thought there were some positives during the offseason. And then as things started to approach, it was really obvious to me and many other football fans that Jay Gruden was not going to be long for it. They ended up firing him at the beginning of the season uh, after they were winless. It just wasn't a good marriage. It wasn't a good situation and anymore. And Washington uh, inserted Dwayne Haskins eventually after a series of you know, going through quarterback haranguing and, and everything else. Um, anyway, Washington set at five right now. The big question, obviously, is with Ron Rivera there now, can Dwayne Haskins evolve into being a more consistent quarterback in year two? We saw some good stuff late in the year, but can he evolve into uh, a, a legit quarterback prospect in year two? He's matched up with Daniel Jones right in his division. Well, they need to find that out, right? Uh, they, it's immensely important for them to find that out, to see do they have their quarterback of the future. Because odds are, you know, I don't think they're a terrible team. They have a very good defense, but they'll probably be a top five, top eight pick again. Do they need to go get a quarterback next year? So I think Haskins probably only has this year. I think he, I don't want to say he got lucky to survive being a starter because when you get a new head coach, Rivera, he could have wanted his own guy. You know, I I think it's great news for Haskins that Cam signed already. So he's not going to have to hear this for the rest of camp. Oh, the, you know, Washington might sign Cam because Rivera's there. Washington might sign Cam because Rivera's there. All that. Some of that pressure's off of him. He looked good at the end of last season before the injury, right? He, start, he started to play a little bit better. He did some immature things, not coming out for the final snap of the game, eating a hot dog, whatever happened there. All right, young kid, that happens here. He's got some weapons there to work around. Geis, AP, the running game. Good uh, wide receiver that came out of nowhere, McLaurin. He's got some weapons, but Washington needs to find out. Is he the man for the future, or are we going to go back to the drawing board here? I probably would feel better about the situation if they had – I mean, they got Alex Smith, but I don't think he's going to be able to play this year. You traded for Kyle Allen, but maybe if you had a, a true veteran, is Alex Smith going to want to hang around and help Haskins? I think he could. I think they'd like to have somebody like that, a veteran backup quarterback. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know that they're going to cast him away so quickly now obviously if it's bad this year and Rivera and company have decided that they've made a grave error 
that the organization has made a grave error in drafting Dwayne Haskins, then I could see moving on. But, you know, if he plays, if it's a little up and down this year, I don't know if you move on from him that quickly, considering that what he dealt with last year as a rookie wasn't really fair for any rookie. Um, it's sort of like what Josh Rosen went through in Arizona. That wasn't really fair to him. It was, like, it was a bad deal. Like the, we didn't even everybody, talk about him in Miami. Yeah, I know. We Poor didn't even Rosen. know. Yeah, we haven't even he didn't even have an opportunity really to play with a fully functioning team. And I, I would say the same about Dwayne Haskins last year's, but that, but that actually leads me to the Ron Rivera question. Really well-respected guy. I, I give him, he, he was really nice to cam too during uh, this week, saying a lot of positive things about cam Newton. I think they have a good relationship and I think it's part of why people like Ravon, Ron Rivera so much. He's a class act. People really respect him as a player, as a coach, as a man, I consistently hear positive things about Ron Rivera from military family and all of that. So do you think he was the right hire at this time for Washington? Well, it's hard not to like Ron Rivera. I mean, yeah. You're trying to find negative things on Ron, then, boy, you're searching high and uh, you know, far and wide to find those things. I think he gives them instant credibility. I think he, the, uh, the players will respond to him. It's Ron Rivera. You know, what are you going to say? He played in the league. He's been successful as a coach in the league. You can't. He's not say, an arrogant guy. He's not right. He wants you to succeed. Uh, it does speak some volumes that he, uh, they didn't sign Cam. That did Ron not want him there, or did, does Ron really believe in Haskins? I have a tough time believing he truly believes in Haskins. He's never worked with them before. I didn't think that was going to happen at any point. By he the was way, a, not, not from what we I, heard. It wasn't really, and I didn't think it was like saying anything that Scott Turner or Ron Rivera didn't want Cam. It's like we got to give this a shot with this rookie. He's got all this talent. Like, why don't we try to harness that? I, I I didn't think Cam was going to be the right fit. It would have been blowing up the whole team. I think he Ron, was probably told uh, during the interview process, you're hired, but we're not going to bring Cam in. True. That that sort of thing. You know, it's we, like we Matt want... Nagy with Mitch. Exactly. We want, we want our guy. We're going to give Haskins a shot, which makes sense. They drafted him. You know, when I say that this might be his last year, it's only because, once again, Rivera will give him the year. But if it's not working out, since he didn't draft him, hell, the people who didn't draft him, other than Snyder, are not there anymore. Yeah. They'll move on, you know, and try and find their own guy, a guy they believe. That's why it's an important year for Haskins, really, to, to do some damage. Show some, once again, you don't have to be great, but you have to show some that you're, you're getting better, that you have an upside, you ha that you don't have a ceiling of being an average quarterback, that you can be better than that. I think that's what's important for them this year. And staying healthy, of course, uh, would be nice as well. I mean, there are some pieces in place here. I like Darius Geis as a running back. You know, probably not thrilled. These are split time with Adrian Peterson. I'd like to see guys get more of the leading role here. Yeah. You know, I do wonder, Mike, this would, would have been one of my questions, by the way, with McLaurin, how does he do now in year two where you're not surprising anybody anymore? Uh, you're going to see the number one cornerback a lot. Defense is going to be geared to stop your safety over the top because no one's afraid of Sims, Harmon, you know, all the guys you drafted. Maybe they pan out, maybe they don't. But until someone else steps up there, it's not going to tight end scare anybody uh, either. McLaurin's going to see a lot of the secondary coverage. Yeah. Antonio Gibson is a sort of a running back wide receiver, a hybrid. He's expected to be used in the slot out of the backfield. Antonio Gandy Golden out of Liberty, I believe. Uh, he's a raw, more of a raw prospect. I think McLaurin could be a really good player. I, I, I mean, I think he's already a really good player. I think he has the chance to be a legit NFL wide receiver. And I mean, I think a guy 
superstar, maybe not, but a star wide receiver, if maybe just a shade below that, I think he's got a real opportunity. And I, I think it's good, the fact that he's already, to some extent, on the same page with his college teammate, Dwayne Haskins. Um, I think the Rivera question to me is, I still think this organization is going to be held down by the owner being meddlesome. Um, I think you're right about the instant credibility. I just wonder if his instant credibility is the type of guy to get them back to, hey, we're a playoff team, as opposed to, hey, we need to try to win a Super Bowl. And I think that's an unfortunate viewpoint, maybe, of ownership that, hey, we got to get back to the playoffs, as opposed to saying, like, how do we build a Super Bowl team? Miami seems to build it, stripped it all down to build it back up, right? Washington, they haven't really done that yet. They're not going through a rebuild. They have Dwayne Haskins, and they need him to be great. I think defensively, there's a lot of really good talent on here. I think it's underrated to some extent, and adding Chase Young to that can be really interesting. Ryan Kerrigan, and Chase Young, Montez Sweat, they can get after the passer with those three guys, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen in the middle. Think about it. Those five guys rushing the passer and playing D-line are all first-round picks, all of them. And all of them are talented. These players are not busts, none of them. Allen, Kerrigan's been around, this is his 10th season. Allen and Payne are, Allen's headed towards a second contract. Payne is legit. And Sweatin was good as a rookie. Like, that's a lot. Thomas Davis, he's like 36 years old. He's still playing linebacker. They got Landon Collins for big money, probably a little expensive. Kendall Fuller, they just signed for big money to come back from Kansas City. But overall, the talent on the defense far exceeds the talent on the offense. What I what really worries me is, like, I just don't know if this offensive line is going to be able to protect Haskins enough. Yeah, and that's also, that could be the down downturn of a young quarterback, right? If the offensive line is not protecting you, you have two and a half seconds to throw the ball. You're getting hit every time you throw the ball. And the running game gets affected, too. If you, can't, if you can't open up holes for guys, you can't open up holes for Peterson. It's always third and six, third and seven, third and long when defense is playing the pass. That hurts here. Uh, the defense is good, you know, maybe even better than good. You know, but the offense is not good. And it's maybe not even close to good yet. It still has the work to be done. And then that question will remain until we find out about Haskins. Uh, but it's, it's also why, once again, you set the win totals at five by FanDuel. That's not a surprise. I think they have a shot to get over it, uh, but I don't think there's going to be a playoff contending team. I know some people believe they can get to 8-8. Eight and eight. I don't quite see that yet. You know, I think they still have work to be done here. I think they're more of a 5-6 win team, but listen, three wins also wouldn't shock me. 3-13 and 13 last year. They got to play the Giants a couple times. You know, maybe steal a win from the Cowboys and Eagles. They got a couple wins right there, but man, they got some tough games. They got the Steelers and Niners. Cow Here's their they got to play Dallas on Thanksgiving in Dallas. Then their next games are at Pittsburgh and at San Francisco in December. Go back to Seattle. They can play Carolina late. Maybe the Eagles game won't mean all that much, although I think these games games mean more now as we uh, have the seven different seeds being rearranged. I think you could see more guys playing uh, in week 17. But give them a Carolina win, a Giants win, steal one from the Cowboys. I got you three. I just need three more, bud. That schedule I just need three more. It's not an easy one. It's not that an easy one. I wish it was five and a half. I'll, I'm still taking the under. 
I think it's on the number. I think it's at five. I think they. I think they hit the number. So I don't love that bet either way. Um, as far as them making the playoffs, I, I don't. I don't see it. I think the defense could play out of their minds and still uh, they'll end up losing nine games. So that's it uh, for George and I for this hour of football full circle. Thanks for watching. And for those of you out there that have celebrated 4th of July weekend, I hope you did so safely and I hope you had fun. George and I will be back one day again pretty soon right here on the SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! 
Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.